Uh, it's good to be here together to see all your faces now with a joyful heart. Let's all come together and let's open us up in a word of prayer. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for loving us and for dying on the cross for us, Lord. That is the greatest gift, the greatest reminder uh, that we can have on this Sunday morning. Lord, we come to you with humility. We ask God that you open up our stubborn hearts, that you heal our broken hearts, that you restore this broken life to a restoration, to a place where we have hope, not in ourselves, not in our accomplishments, not in our situations, but in Jesus Christ. So guys, we transition now to the message. I pray, Lord, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of all the hearts for those who are listening to this message, Lord, may be pleasing, Lord, in your sight, O God, for you alone are our rock and our redeemer. We give you all the glory and all the honor. May the name of the Lord be praised forever and ever. We pray all these things in your precious Son, Jesus Christ, let me pray. And God's people pray. Amen and amen. All right, God bless you, church. It's good to see you all. Let's all take our seat at this time. And can we take a moment to greet our fellow neighbors at this time? <clears throat> <clears throat> Let's begin with today's title. Today's title is Loyalty in Christ. Loyalty in Christ. Can we turn to our neighbor and ask, are you loyal in Christ? <laughs> Amen. Let's begin with our main passage found in Matthew 10, specifically here, verse 32 to 39 begins with this. It says, whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against his mother-in-law, a man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Amen and amen. So here Jesus' teaching in Matthew 10 is so radical and so different from what the world was preaching that it demanded such loyalty that in a household, in your family, in your own personal family, if there's a family member that follows, that genuinely follows Christ, I'm not talking about a casual churchgoer, but someone who has given their whole life to Christ, where one follows Christ and the other, or the other sibling, or the other parent, they do not. Peace is not likely. There's many division, there's many hardships, even in a secular family, 
Because all families have problems, because we're all broken people. No family in this world is perfect. But I'm talking about here a conflict between a person who is a believer versus a person who is not a believer. The Bible very makes it clear in 2 Corinthians, do not be yoked together with unbelievers because it's like mixing water with oil. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common, it says? What fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? And that is the most important thing, and that is the most important answer, and the question that we must answer. What does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? Simple. It's Jesus Christ. It's the Holy Spirit that resides within and in that individual. So in the context and in a culture where Judaism, it emphasized greatly on family harmony, when Jesus is saying here, do not suppose that I come to bring peace to the earth, in verse 34. I did not come to bring peace but a sword, where he talks about a man against father, daughter against mother. When he's talking about division in the family, it was a hard teaching for the Jews, the Jew, a, a Jewish individual to understand in this teaching because they emphasize greatly on family unity and family harmony. During that time, families, like a lot of Asian families, they lived together even at an old age. So Jesus' words here, it strikes deep to the listeners' ears and the hearts. And it will bring about a great conviction and distress. Because what Jesus is essentially saying is there is no middle ground. Either you are for me or you are against me. Another passage in Luke 12, which lines up with Matthew 10. Specifically, verse 49 to 53, the heading says, not peace, but division. Jesus says, I have come to bring fire on the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to undergo, and what constraint, constraint meaning distraught, I am until it is completed. Do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but division. From now on, there will be five in one family divided against each other. Three against two, two against three. They will be divided, father against son, son against father. Mother against daughter, and daughter against mother. Mother Mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Not peace, but division. In a world where it encourages disloyalty, where it encourages lying, where it encourages the worldly way, you must be loyal in Christ. We must find the loyalty that is found in Jesus Christ. And our first and foremost, the most important loyalty that we must have in life is our loyalty to who? To Jesus Christ. So going back to our title, Loyalty in Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Let's quickly go to our main point, point number one. 
Jesus demands your everything. Jesus demands your everything. Your everything. He demands it. When I say everything, I am talking about your everything. For, for what? Letter A, an answer. Letter B, a response. C, a yes. D, a no. E, your loyalty. What is it demanding you right now? He's demanding an answer. You cannot just be in the middle and say, I'll get back to you tomorrow. And so many of us, we do that our whole lives. And some of us, we are blessed and lucky enough to be on our deathbed with the chaplain, with the pastor on your deathbed. And you have the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But some of us, we are not that blessed. We're not that lucky. Our death could come in an instant where we do not have the chance. It could be in an instant like a car accident. Instant from a fall. This life is fleeting. So he demands your everything for what? For an answer, a response, a yes or no. Your loyalty. Jesus reveals time and time again that when we accept him as a Lord and Savior, that he demands a response from us. We must not just sit there and just stare at him in the eyes or just look to the ground and not give an answer. Because that is saying, essentially that is saying no. Your silence is an answer saying no to God. Not yet. I'm not ready. So really, essentially, there's only one way, one response, and that is a yes. He demands your all or nothing, no middle ground. Sadly, more oftentimes than not, families splitting is inevitable, even in a worldly setting, because we are all broken people again, as I mentioned earlier. But when one chooses to follow Christ and another family member chooses not, and because Christ His asking for that commitment is so strong. And his demand for his loyalty is so strong that more often times than not, that family will split. But Christ here, he's saying, that is not a bad thing. He's saying this is a good thing because you are suffering for me. You are suffering for Christ. And if you are suffering for Christ, there is a greater reward in heaven that is found in God. Even in the mission field in Thailand, we hear stories about, especially students in their school year, they choose to follow God, and sometimes they don't. But when they choose to follow God when they're at school, because sometimes they're poor, or most of the times they're poor, and they go to school, when they go to school, their family is far away. And when they're at school, their faith is good because they're surrounded with people who have faith. But during the break, when they go back home, they go back to their Buddhist faith, other faith, and they do not follow God. It's because they do not understand the meaning of having loyalty in 
Jesus Christ. We know about Jews for Jesus. We know about Muslims for Jesus. What happens in their culture? They're completely cut off. They're ostracized. They're excluded from their community, from the Jewish family, from the Muslim community and family. And the chaplaincy I'm at, an Indian woman, a nun who devoted her life to Christ and became a nun. And I've shared this story with you in the past, a missionary in China. Well, I'm not going to share the name, but she shared with me Matthew 10. That's why I remember Matthew 10. What is Matthew 10? I read it earlier. Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me. I remember when she was showing me this. Is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. And why this passage is important, why when she sh was sharing this with me it was important, is because here is this Caucasian lady from Kansas. Doesn't know anything about the Asian culture. Holy Spirit led her to go to be a missionary in China, ultimately to North Korea, learning the language, Mandarin, learning Korean. And as she's sharing this, she's saying she hasn't talked to her father in years because her father disowned her. The father said, you better not go. Why are you going to this country? Are you out of your mind? So dangerous. Why are you going? But she was willing to give her all, her whole life. Life is what? Life consists of what? Your friends, your reputation, your family. She was willing to lay it all down. And how dangerous it was where she knew nothing about Asia. How dangerous, but yet, how beautiful at the same time. Because the amount of courage, the amount of honor in her decision, Christ will walk with her. Christ will strengthen her. And the world will constantly tell you, Lewis, it's foolish. You fool. What a fool you are. Why do you go to church? Why? But here, Christ makes it clear. Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. We do this. We look straight to the eyes of the world and we say, I follow Christ. Why? Because I want to be worthy of Christ, of his loyalty, because of what he did for me. I want to pick up the cross and follow him because it is the greatest honor that I will have in this life. Even though I may lose in this life, it may, even though I may be labeled as a loser in this life, he is my God, he is my king, and he is my hope, and he is my everything. So again, point number one, Jesus demands your everything. An answer, a response, a yes, a no, your loyalty. Point number two, Jesus desires your faithfulness. 
He desires your faithfulness. Jesus desires your faithfulness. Again, the focus is not always the fruitfulness, but faithfulness. What do I mean by faithfulness? Faithfulness meaning, so point letter A, to endure, letter B, to suffer, C, to carry, D, to die, E, to continue, F, to be hated, G, to be persecuted. Again, to endure, letter A, B, to suffer, C, to carry, D, to die, E, to continue, F, to be hated, G, to be persecuted. You must be willing to go that far of being faithful to Christ. And Jesus knows how hard it is to keep one's faith while you are here on earth. Jesus knows. And Jesus even said it in John 15, where it says, the heading says, the world hates the disciples. And when I say the world, I'm talking about family members. You have family members who will hate you. You have close friends that you grew up with. Your childhood friends, they will start to hate you because you are a follower of Christ. Jesus says in John 15, verse 18 to 21, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. The world cannot love Jesus because it's a complete anti-God state of mind. It hated me first. If you belong to the world, it will love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. You need to understand that Jesus chose you out of the world. Remember what I told you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will what? Persecute you also. If they obey my teaching, they will obey yours also because you are of the same mind, same faith, same spirit, and the same heart. But you are not. They will treat you this way because of what? My name, because of Christ's name. For they do not know the one who sent me. If they don't know the one who sent Jesus, then they have no faith. They have no faith. They're just part of the world. They are in the world. Jesus will recognize those who are sitting here today. He will recognize those who have real faith, true faith, genuine faith. And only the real ones, when I say the real ones, I'm talking about those who have faith, will recognize Jesus, vice versa. You cannot have one without the other. A good reference to that example is in John 12, where Mary, it takes about a pint of pure nard. In other words, it's an expensive perfume. In this story, she pours it on Jesus' feet and wipes his feet with her hair, which is a symbol of humility, right? Something that uh, is disgraceful to cut a woman's hair, right? A, ha- a hair is a very um, precious thing for a woman. And she took her hair and she wiped the feet of Jesus with her hair. The scripture tells us that the house was filled with a fragrance of perfume. But it says one of the disciples, this could be any, anything. We could put 
we could fill in the blank. But one of the family members, like when you do something for God, when you do something for Christ, a family member can say to you, you know, and it says it was very specific, who was later to betray him, objected. He was not for it. He was against it. Why wasn't this? They always try to do it in a, in a good-looking way, right? It looks good in the world, right? Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor, right? It sounds good. On surface, it looks good. It looks like this person has a good heart. He counts the money. He calculates the money. It was worth a year's wages. Why waste it? But the Bible makes it very clear in this passage because Jesus knows your heart. Be careful how you give your offering because you cannot trick Jesus. It says he did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because what? He was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. And then Jesus, the avenger, he comes and he says, leave her alone. Jesus replies, it was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will have church members, disciples, quote unquote disciples, who have walked closely with the Lord, and in that category can be a family member, a sibling, a parent. They may not recognize the truth, or they will never recognize the truth. And they will say things like, why wasn't this perfume sold and money given to the poor? They will say innocent statements like that, but in their heart, they have a thief's heart. But they do not care about the poor, nor do they care about God. But don't worry whenever you encounter difficulties at home. Because we have a powerful mediator who knows us, who loves us, and who will protect us from this type of attack. He says, leave her alone. Leave him alone. Again, John 15, 18, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. Jesus understood and he understands how hard. Actually, it is impossible, nearly impossible, but possible to remain one's faith while here on earth. And it's only possible through him being our mediator, Jesus being my God. But you need to decide, are you faithful? Or do you only care about fruitfulness, the results? You must be faithful. Faithful, faithful, faithful. Faithful to what? Letter A, to endure, to suffer, to carry, to die, to continue, to be hated, to be persecuted. Even if that means it's coming from a loved one, a family member. Right? To endure, to suffer, to carry, those things... I guess it can be easy if it's like someone who you don't really care about. But especially when it's coming from your family, your bloodline. 
and they happen to be persecuting your faith. It becomes hard. A lot of Christians actually, they crumble under that pressure. And they say, Jesus is too hard for me. I don't think I could continue. But be encouraged today if the world hates you. Jesus' words, he's saying, keep in mind that it hated me first. It hated me first. And I see it over and over again in homes, true Christian family homes. See it over and over again. It cannot mix. It's like water and oil. It's just not possible. It's like cereal with orange juice, right? What kind of crazy people do that? Some people do that. It just doesn't mix. It does not mix. And our last point here, point number three. Jesus wants your loyalty. Jesus wants your loyalty. It's simple. The gospel and the good news is very simple. Even if a child can understand it, and if an elderly who's never heard the gospel, like in the nursing home, every week we see people coming to Christ, accepting Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. It's so sweet when you see them taking their right hand and putting it into their chest. And you can see the history of their life, right, in the way they are, in their haircut or you know, tattoos they have in their arms. And, but they all come together. And in the end, you know, we we're born as a baby and we die as a baby. You know, we cannot be strong and, you know, be prideful forever because this life is so fleeting. And it's very simple. Jesus wants your loyalty. You either abide in Christ or you do not abide in Christ. You're either yoked with Christ or you are not yoked with Christ. And when I say yoke, I'm talking about the tool the instrument that uses to yoke two animals together, not like yoke, like egg yolk, but being yoked with Christ. So which one is it, men and women of God? Are you yoking and abiding in Christ or not yoking and abiding in Christ? Every day we count on Christ all the time when we need help. Jesus, I need you. But the question is, can Christ count on you for your loyalty? Can he count on you to be faithful in where you are in your life, no matter how difficult? Will you hold on to him as Job did? Lord, I don't understand, but I will. And the answer is yes. We must all say yes, Lord. And I'm here to tell you, you can. But it is not by your own strength but it's by the Spirit of God. So, so point letter A, B, C, D, and E. Letter A, yoke yourself in Christ. B, abide yourself in Christ. C, give your all to Christ. D, the bad, the good. You do not have to have it all together for you to give it to Christ. You could be in any position in your life. You could be at your highest highs or your lowest lows. But you give it your all to Christ. You yoke and you abide and you give your all, the bad, the good, to Christ. You yoke and you abide in Christ. And the only way that you do that is when you're in a relationship with Christ. You cannot ask a stranger for that kind of intimacy. Right? 
You cannot go up to a random stranger and be in an intimate relationship with that individual. It's just not possible. But when you're in a relationship with someone, when you're in a relationship with Christ, you are able to yoke and you are able to abide and you are able to give your all because he is a good God and he loves you and has a plan and a purpose for you. The good and the bad because there's nothing that we can hide from him for he knows all things. He already knows everything. He says, the Bible says, he is omnipresent, he is, omni- he is omniscient, he is omnipotent. And he knows all things. He is all powerful. He already knows. Before you even say a word, he already knows what's going to come out of your mouth, your tongue. Matthew 11, 20, 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. There's enough burden in this world, at home, in our future, in our present, in our situation. But your burden in Christ, your yoke in Christ, is light and is easy, because he walks with you. He is yoked with us. It is no longer you doing all the work, but it is Christ that resides in me, that lives in me, that remains in me, that walks with me. And he helps us to bear much fruit in our faithfulness. John 15 says, remain in me. All the words abide, and I will also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine, the core. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Amen. Amen. Christ is asking here for you today and to you today. Why do you face life with temporal support? that will quickly falter. To the heavy laden, it is Christ's yoke. It is his yoke that will give you power and peace today because you are standing with God and he will be your support and he will be your balance and he will be your strength to meet all of your everyday challenges And he will help you to endure the task of being faithful to him. Again, a bar or frame used to join at the head or the neck so that they can pull together. Hunter Commentary says, Biblical times, the yoke was a device of great assistance to those who till the field and allow the strength of a second animal to linked, to be linked and coupled with the strength of a single animal, sharing and reducing the heavy labor of the plow or wagon, a burden that was overwhelming or perhaps impossible for one could be and comfortably borne by two bound together with a common yoke. Amen. And amen.
the yoke of love, the yoke as a symbol of slavery to Christ, subjection, to suffer in Christ, to suffer with Christ, a link to be tied, to be bonded to Christ. Jesus is teaching us here today, loyalty, be yoked with me. When you suffer, I am here with you. And I have also suffered on earth. He's next to us. He's guiding us every step of the way. But you must be willing. You have to accept this. If you do not accept this, this is not yours to partake in. It's not possible. This is only available for those who have faith, who are Christians, who have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Just like there are certain things that we can benefit in a relationship. If you're a stranger and you're not in a relationship, you cannot benefit from that relationship. I'm closing with this. You must be willing. You must be willing. You must be willing. So when you're faced with hard times and divisions in your house for the sake of Christ, I want to challenge you here today. Do not be discouraged. Do not be dismayed. Do not lose heart. For Jesus, he offers his yoke right now. Jesus is saying, you will, not if, but when it comes, and it will surely come, don't face life alone. Hard times, don't face them alone. There will be times where Lewis, life will seem unfair. It will be unfair. Not seem, it will be. It will be confusing. And you will fall. And there will be times where you will not be strong enough. And you will be hopeless. And where you will drop the ball and want to give up. But Jesus here is reminding us here today. Take my yoke. Take my yoke. It is gentle and I am humble in heart. I am not like your earthly father, mother figure. I am perfect in all my ways and I love you. And you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Amen. Amen. It comes down to the loyalty of one's heart. What takes priority of your heart today? What? Who takes the priority of your heart today? Going back to our passage, Matthew 10. Whoever acknowledged me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. Whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. Then I suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace but a sword. For I come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against his mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Man's enemies will not be the members of his own household. 
Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up the cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Are you willing to risk everything? Your comfort, your own dreams, your own way of doing things, even to the risk, the point of risking the disapproval of your family in order to find Christ and to follow Christ. One thing is to find Christ. There's a next step of following Christ. Don't just find them and leave them there. Don't just stare at Jesus and just give no response. He demands a response from you. It's a yes or a no or a silence. And your silence will be your answer. Jesus offers no middle ground. No middle ground. He asks for your allegiance, your loyalty, your commitment. It must be made. It must be me. Are you willing to give up? your family's approval in order to follow Christ. If your answer is a yes, then let us pray together. Heavenly Fathers, I want to thank you for loving us and for having a plan and a purpose for us. Lord, we give you all the glory and we give you all the honor. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you strengthen us You'll help us to realize the truth of your gospel. Help us to see the revelation. Lord, help us to see the revelation of your word, of the cross, of the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, let our eyes open. Let our ears open to hear the truth. Silence all the noise of the world. Lord, open our eyes to see the truth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we are here today to be loyal to you, loyalty in Christ. Any other loyalty is all garbage, is all in vain. It must flow from you, O God, for you are our first, and you are our middle, and you are our last. If we could claim today, God, we love you with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, then we are able to love our neighbors as ourselves it is not when i first loving myself first then i love you better god once i improve myself then i will love you more it is not that way for we will never make it in that way but it is only when i give to you my good my bad my all my everything is when i submit myself to christ when i yoke myself in christ then i am able to love others lord help me Help our church to grow closer to the heart of Christ. Again, if your answer is a yes, if you could place your right hand on the left side of your chest, your heart, your heart representing your life. And can we take this moment to recommit and to commit our heart and our life to the Lord. Let us look to Him. Let's ask Him to strengthen us. And as you are praying to Him, remind yourself. Have a visual reminder that you are yoked with Jesus Christ. Let us pray together. Heavenly 
Heavenly Father, we just come before you, God. Holy Spirit, help us to be yoked with Jesus Christ. To remind ourselves once again that, God, I am not here to do it in my own strength or to overcome in my own strength. Although you desire my allegiance, you desire my commitment, you desire my faithfulness to you, God. Help us to see the truth of the gospel, of the good news. Lord, there are so many false teachings. It's just taking our eyes away from the goal and the prize. Our prize and the goal is you. Is a relationship with you, Jesus. To know you and to be known by you. I pray you would open the eyes and the ears of these young people, of these young men and women who are here in this place. May they commit their heart, commit their all, their all to you, Jesus. Lord, we need you right now. We can't do it without you. Holy Spirit, strengthen us. From dust we are born, to dust we will return. We commit our hearts and our lives back to you, Jesus. We need you today, more than yesterday. Give you all the glory and all the honor. Father, we need you. Heavenly Father, we publicly declare here today that I acknowledge you in my life. You are my everything, and you are my all. And Lord, because you are my all, you are my everything, I will bear much fruit. Not because of my fruitfulness or my works, but because of the Holy Spirit that is within me. It's through Jesus Christ who loves me and who lives I abide in Christ, not some days, not when I feel like it, but every day I abide in Jesus Christ. May that be our prayer this week. Lord, loyalty in Christ, I abide in you each and every single moment in my life. I give you all the glory and all the honor. Lord, we thank you. We love you. Pray all these things. In your precious Son, Jesus Christ, let me pray. And God's people pray. Amen. And amen. I'm going to ask the praise team to come up. And we're going to sing our last song here. Psalm 147. If we could all stand to our feet. Let's sing it straight through and let's worship. Uh, Arlene's been doing a great job, guys. Yeah. And then Enrico, too. He was beatboxing in the background. You guys didn't hear that? Yeah. No, but really, uh, thank you for uh, your character and your willing heart. Uh, true character is shown in adversity. Amen. It uh, really reveals who we are in difficult moments, not when things are easy. So I just want to encourage you how much God loves you and how much God is so proud of uh, your work 
your faithful work that you are doing as a priest team. So with that, let's come together with the same mind, same heart with the priest team, and let's worship our God and worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen? Let's sing together. For it is our Lord God. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Lord, we commit our lives to you. And we are loyal to only one. And that is my King, my Lord, Jesus Christ. Pray all these things in your precious Son. Jesus Christ, let me pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. The path of life.
the only path I know. I will run to Him with my broken heart. There's power in the name of Jesus. He's my righteousness. His name, He's the way. The truth and the life. His path is the only path that I'll take. The one who tests me and tries me. In trials, I shall come. May the Lord bless you, and may the Lord keep you, and may the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious to you, and may the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And now, may the God of peace, the great shepherd of the sheep, equip us with everything good in doing his will. May he continue to work within us what is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever, and as God's people we pray, amen. And amen. amen. God bless you. I love you. I'll see you in the back. <laughs>